Hello and welcome to the Vicar's Watch Dibley. The podcast where real priests talk about pop culture and what we've learned about faith, life and the church. We've watched Dibley. Now we're watching everything else. I'm Kate. I'm Ross. And I'm Ruthie. And today we are talking about probably the greatest Christmas story other than Jesus, which is The Muppet Christmas Carol. We are talking about all things to do with this film, uh, our favourite bits of it, what we love, what the spirit of Christmas might be, and then we've got uh, some Muppet-related activities and quizzes at the end. to you all. Hello. Hello. We're in our vicarages and you're listening in. We're ready and raring to talk about the Muppet Christmas Carol. We are very excited about this one, but first we're going to have a few notices, aren't we, to kick off with. Kate, you've had a brilliant idea. What are we going to do on the pod? Right, so I was um, exploring some of the um, Spotify for podcasters features. Um, that's a platform we use to upload. And they have a feature called Talk and Music. And we're going to try um, for some time close to Christmas, we're going to make a special Vickers Watch Dibley carol service um, with our yeah. favourite carol suggestions and a little bit of talk about why we love those carols um maybe a little bit of talk about the message of christmas or something anyway keep your um ears tuned for this unfortunately it will only be available on spotify oh that's sad i know but we'll also find a way to also share um our, our favorite carols for those of you who don't listen to us on that platform as well yeah, yeah, you'll be able to access it. You might just have to have ads and whatever. But it'll be... Will we be able to choose the specific type of song as well? Yeah. Ooh. I think basically any any track that is on Spotify, we can add <sighs> to... Get ready for a punk and heavy metal Christmas, guys. <laughs> 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 Every carol that you love will suddenly be played at twice the speed with blast beats. It's going to be great. <laughs> cool. I should say as well, this is the first time I'm recording in my brand new house. <gasps> brand new vicarage. How is it? It's very exciting. It's very cold. Oh, no. You know, vicarages are normally cold, but mm. this one is very cold. <laughs> um but it is amazing. We're so fortunate. It's such an amazing place. Uh, started to get to know people a bit round here. There are horses just next door. Oh, wow. And we've discovered their names are mm. Nero and Lily. So we now know the names of the horses mm. next door. Uh, it's great. Yeah, we're having a good time. And I'm I'm about to get licensed. By this time, I will have already been licensed for ages. But uh, as we're recording... It's this week, which is exciting and terrifying and wonderful. So, yeah. I'm, I've got a question, actually, for both of you. Um, I mean, right now we're recording way ahead of Christmas, and this is probably going to be released still yet before Christmas. Yeah. So if this is our Christmas special, though, can we wish each other a Merry Christmas or not? Of course we can, because <laughs> it's always Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Insight to when we were recording, I had my final Harvest Festival 
and not this Sunday gone, but for one before. And I found myself af- literally as I was tidying up after that harvest service, I was singing a Christmas song. <laughs> so um, my brain's fully delving into Christmas mode now. And yeah. I'm planning lots of fun things. Um, managed to get some choirs at some of my different carol services, which is very exciting. Oh, fun. And Ooh. today I was trying to investigate the Christmas carol, which has been commissioned by the Church of England for 2023. Um, Bob Chilcott's version of the first Noel. And oh, so wow. I was having a go um, to see whether that's learnable easily. Uh-huh. Oh, exciting. This is a thing the Church of England does now. <laughs> they commission a Christmas carol. Um, it's awesome. A new setting of a traditional carol, usually. Yeah. 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 I did do a, a little teaser on our social media about what we were recording today, mm. and there were some very excited people, uh. and they worked out what we uh, what we were doing, and people knew it immediately. Um So, yes, today uh, we are going to talk about the Muppet Christmas Carol, which we've all already said is one of our favourite, if not favourite, Christmas movie because it is fantastic. Uh, For those of you heathens who have never seen this film, it is the best. I think it was 1994. I think it might have come out. Mm. Um, And it is the story of A Christmas Carol written by Charles Dickens, Mm -hmm. but done with Muppets. And the majority of the main cast is Muppets, Mm. apart from the character of Ebenezer Scrooge, who is played by the wonderful Michael Caine. He he was just fantastic in this, isn't he? And... Uh, because he plays it so seriously. Yeah, um, he's in a completely different movie for most of the film. Like, it's great. He is it acting is... it so seriously. And then, like, he's having a really emotional beat, like, with his acting. And then just, like, a little puppet pops along over the screen. And this, I think, for many of us, this, for me at least, this feels like um, the Michael Caine movie. This is what I know him, him from. Yeah, absolutely. This and um, Austin Powers. Um, ah. <laughs> But, um, oh, yeah, uh, he's just retired from acting. So um, what a lovely time for us to be looking at Muppet Christmas Carol as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So mm. it is fantastic, uh, really great, full of songs and just wonderful. Mm. And I don't know about you guys, uh, but I have a... I and my family have had a tradition of every Christmas Eve watching the Muppet Christmas Carol uh, because of Bob Cratchit and him mm. singing After All There's Only One More Sleep oh. Till Christmas. Mm-hmm. So mm. I always watch it Christmas Eve. Mm. Now, when me and my partner met, the trouble we had was that her family had the tradition of always watching Muppet Christmas Carol on the first Sunday of Advent. Wow. And so one of the biggest conflicts in our relationship has been the correct time to watch <laughs> the Muppet Christmas Carol of which of course I am completely right and she is wrong so um, ah, wow yeah okay don't drag us into this <laughs> but uh, do you always try and watch it every year you two do you have a specific time or are you I'm not I'm not as purist as, as you are <laughs> um, I do try to watch it sometime during Advent um, okay. I, I don't have a set time 
my my Christmases are usually quite chaotic, mm-hmm. and so trying to find out when I'm going to do that kind of thing is yeah. is just okay. I've got time. I'm going to watch it now. Yeah, yeah. S- same here. I've got um, three movies I try to watch in the lead up to Christmas to get me in the spirit. One of them is a Muppet Christmas Carol. One is one of them. It's not really a movie, but um, the um, Peter Pan goes wrong. Oh yeah. <sighs> And then Great one show. of them, yeah. I've mentioned this before, is schnep, the... Schnep, 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 schnep. Schnep, schnep, schnep. And then the final one is an obscure um, film, British film from 1999 called The Flint Street Nativity, which I think oh. I have mentioned before. I've never heard of it, though. I've never seen it. It's, it's, it's a bunch of actors, um, British comedians, um, mm-hmm. Um, acting out, pretending to be children in a primary school nativity. Oh wow! Okay, it's, it's I love it. It's got um, Stephen Cop- Tompkinson, Neil Morrissey, John Thompson, Ralph Little, Frank Skinner, Jane Horrocks, um, Mark Addy. That kind of that, that yeah, whole group yeah. of nineties people you might recognise from things like um, I don't know, uh, coupling, Ab Fab. Um, two pints of lager and a packet of chips that that yeah, yeah, era yeah. of british comedy and i i really love it nice i have a little tradition of a christmas film as well that i um always try to wrap my presents and watch white christmas at the same time because i Aww. love white christmas mm. um yeah that's one of my favorites as well mm. and uh this might be controversial um but i've come to a decision that i I used to be very against this being judged as a Christmas movie, <gasps> and I've totally flipped. Wow! And here so we go. I, I declare one. that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes, well done. Yeah. Welcome to the fold. Thanks. Um, I I wasn't. I didn't believe it because I feel you could have watched it other times of the year. Mm. But I did. Uh, I did take my partner to go see it at the cinema. Uh, around Christmas mm. and it was in the watching of that that I had to come to the conclusion that Die Hard is a Christmas movie mm. but Bruce Willis says it isn't so well yeah. who, who really owns the film death of the author and all that is is up to the is up to the person who consumes the media to make the the decision yeah. what about Home Alone 1 yes obviously Christmas movie watch it every year do you watch Home Alone 2 I was never into Home Alone particularly. I've never seen Home Alone. Never seen Home Alone. Never seen it. No. Like I've seen enough clips of it to be aware of like the memes and the story and everything, but I've never seen it from beginning to end. Yeah. It's very worth it. I think Home Alone is also another one of my favourite Christmas movies, but not one I will necessarily have to watch in the lead up to Christmas. To bring us back to the Muppets, who is your favourite Muppet? Uh, Rizzo. It's yeah. gotta be Rizzo. Rizzo, maybe Gonzo for me. I yeah, I'm I'm thinking the great Gonzo, but mm. I do also love Miss Piggy. Yeah. yeah, queen. She is a queen. She mm. is a camp icon and yeah. a fashionista, and I love her. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She's got such a great sense of style. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and she's very you know she knows who she is and she knows what she wants. And she's Absolutely. not going to let anyone dictate that for her. I like that. Um, I Love a diva. used to really like Animal as well. 
Oh, Animal. Oh. Yeah, complete babe. I love him in this film. <laughs> he's, he's playing the party and it's just yeah. so frustrated that it's so slow and just goes, rah, 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 and starts like drumming. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, Beaker, I think, as well, is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> Thinker is also great. Uh, oh, what's the name of the actual Muppet who plays um, Fozzywig in this? Fozzy. Fozzy Bear. Is it just Fozzy? Fozzy Bear. Fozzy Bear. Yeah. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> and Statler and Waldorf have oh, always got to yeah. have a shout out as well because they are just fantastic. So basically the answer is every Muppet. Every Muppet yeah. except maybe Kermit, strangely Kermit. enough. I do Kermit. like Kermit. He's, he's just lovely um, and sweet, isn't he? Well, uh, at some point, we're going to talk about. Uh, I've had a go at trying to cast a nativity play um, with the Muppets, and, um, and I made, I think, what I think is a fairly controversial choice, but we'll get there. Oh, wow. Later. Okay. Um, shall we talk about the Muppets a bit more? Let's talk about yes. Christmas Carol, Ross. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Muppet Christmas Carol favorite christmas film best christmas mm. film ever and actually is probably one of the truest most faithful adaptations of charles dickens's novella um when i grew oh. up oh. apart from one thing oh, what's that i genuinely thought that there were two marley's in the <gasps> book oh yes because of the christmas carol muppet christmas carol I had no idea till probably I was in my late twenties, early thirties, that actually in the novel there is only one there's Marley. There's only one Marley, yeah. There's only one Marley brother, yeah. Also, doesn't I may be making this up, but I thought in the novella, it it's actually over three nights that Scrooge gets his visitations. Am Ooh. I wrong? I might be wrong. I, I mean, no you're asking a podcast it. of people who may not have actually read the novella because actually <laughs> the Muppet Christmas Carol is all that you need. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I don't, I've got somewhere in my head that That's I picked very up from possible. somewhere that it's not just in one night. Okay. But I might be wrong. Um, Certainly, Muppet Christmas Carol, everything happens in one night. Um, yeah. You've got... so um, So... Michael Caine is playing Ebenezer Scrooge, somebody who is a moneylender, he's very tight-fisted, he's a landlord who is not generous, not kind. Um, I'm badly uh, dressed. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> um, and uh, he goes, uh, he hates Christmas. Um, and we see various ways in which he is cruel to people around Christmas time. And... Uh, on the night of Christmas Eve, in the movie at least, uh, he is haunted by uh, the ghosts of his old business party, uh, partners, the Marley Brothers. And they tell him, you're going to be haunted by three spirits. And they are the ghosts of Christmas past, the ghosts of Christmas present, and the ghosts of Christmas yet to come. And with everything that uh, Scrooge encounters through these ghosts, uh, he ends up being challenged um, and ends up, spoiler alert, mending his ways. Um, yeah. And uh, it ends with a sort of a conversion and generosity of heart mm. and a very happy Christmas. It's a um, redemption story. It is a redemption story, absolutely. 
Um, and like, so, I mean, I watched it as a kid a lot. We had, a, I think we had it like recorded on a VHS off the telly. Um, but also like just the trailer itself on other Disney d- videos that we had were like, yeah. there's a trailer and it's kind of iconic in its own right. Um, yeah. So I loved it growing up because it's colourful and it's funny and it's a sweet story. But then watching it again and listening to the music as an adult and like I think going through training and everything and learning more about theology and and everything, all of a sudden the film hit me in a whole different way. And now I can't watch it without crying because it's, it's, it is such a beautiful summation of the Christian gospel to my eyes. Um, and a couple, a couple of years ago, um, it was coming out of the pandemic. Uh, I'm a, I'm a chaplain for a summer school, um, uh, for a theater group, uh, up in Yorkshire called Riding Lights. And the theme for the week was joy. It was the first summer school after the pandemic. We were all together uh, on site and I would do a series of morning prayers. And I thought summer co- uh, communities never get to do Christmas. So let's <laughs> do Christmas morning prayers. And I included a reflection on songs from the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, and again, they just make me cry because there is so Aww. much deep, beautiful wisdom and good news within them. Is there a specific moment that makes you cry? Is it a specific song or anything yeah, like that? Or is well, it the uh, whole... The, the one, it changes every year. <laughs> the one that never fails to make me cry is the song sung by the ghost of Christmas present, It Feels Like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. Christmas. And like if I haven't started crying by that point, that is the that is the that's the turning point. But sometimes it's literally you play it and the overture starts and I'm gone. I'm a I'm a mess. Um But I one of the things I love, especially about that song, I mean the whole the whole lyrics are, are everything, but it talks about Christmas. Um um in all the places you find love, it feels like Christmas. It is the season of the heart, a special time of caring, the ways of love made clear. And it is the season of the spirit. The message, if we hear it, is make it last all year. Mm. And to me, there's something so gorgeous about how at Christmas we can sometimes see the very best of love and humanity. um, And the challenge is how do we make that Christmas spirit last all year? rather than just leaving it at the end of December. Yes, and, and, and one of the things Christmas Carol does really well, not ju- I, and, and actually specifically the Muppet Christmas Carol does through, through the songs, is communicate what Christmas spirit is um, in terms of so what are the values, what are the qualities that we should be pursuing, not just at Christmas, but in life, and it's warmth, generosity, charity, gentleness, love, family... Um, and re- sort of rest from work, which you can t- interpret as sort of a Sabbath mm. mentality as mm. well. Also, food, <laughs> um, which is <laughs> a very strong message in yeah. in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Thanks um, to Rizzo. One of the first lines is, "And I am here for the food." Wrote <laughs> 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 that um, But you're right. There is um, there's a really clear message in the music. Um, do you think, and I'm asking this not because I'm necessarily trying to challenge you, but um, 
the, the, the lyrics don't mention Jesus or God. There's one line, I think, where um, towards the end, Scrooge says, with a um, grateful prayer and a thankful heart. Yeah. Um, but there's very little faith, explicit faith in the film. True. I always come back to um, well, there are a couple of things where where Jesus and sort of the the origins of Christmas are kind of alluded to. The ghost of Christmas present talks about eighteen hundred of of his brothers have mm-hmm. come before him, um, but also there is a song which is sung by the Cratchit family, um, mm-hmm. which is um, uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy and their Piggy and Froggy <laughs> children called "Bless Us All." And I mean, I've already been set off. It's so gorgeous, and it's 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 basically it's it's basically a prayer, um, and um, there is a spit in it, which I interpret in any case. Well, you got things like um, let always let us always love each other, lead us to the light, yeah. um, uh, teach us in our dreams, and please, yes, please, bless us one and all. Um, and then we reach for you, and we stand tall. And in our dreams and in our prayers and dreams, we ask you, bless us all. Bless um, us all. <coughs> um, I mean, we could probably just recite the movie, couldn't we, right now? Uh, yeah. You know. So yeah, do you think? You know, we said there isn't a vicar in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, but we were musing on that before, weren't does we? Does Tiny Tim play? Maybe not. A, a kind he of has a the priestly role, role, doesn't he? he yeah, he, he has that. He is the one who brings faith into the conversation. He is the one who sparks yeah. the really sparks the conversion. Um, for um. Oh my goodness! Oh dear! Scrooge. I mean, now this is what we're going to He a conversion for Scrooge because it's his death. Which inspires, his perspective which death. is really um, causes yeah. Scrooge to change his ways, and in a way, um, Tim comes back from the dead uh, from Scrooge's perspective. Sure. Um, and Scrooge also has a um, his old self dies, um, and his new self is born on Christmas morning. My mm. goodness! Oh, this is getting extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I and love that. Tiny Tim has that line about, uh, well, not Tiny Tim, but Kermit speaks about that he'd uh, hoped that people had seen him in church and mm. remembered who made blind yeah. men see and lame beggars walk. Mm. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. If he's not a, a, a like priest figure, he's definitely he's definitely a bit of a saint, isn't he? Yeah, yes. will have done all saints mm. and all souls and all this. He's bit. pure of heart. Yeah, uh, uh, and. Uh... And small of stature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's one of the, the best wonderful characters in this. And if we dwell on him too much longer, I think at least two thirds of us will start blubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Do either of you have a favourite song from The Muppet Christmas Carol? I really love all the songs. Um, I think Bless Us All Everyone is one I really do love. Um and um, Ghosts of Christmas Presents one I really also love. Oh, I just love them all. They're too good. The songs are all too good to pick a favourite. I also really like Marley and Marley. 
um, which is a song between Statler and Waldorf. And yeah, but it's it's that warning song, and uh, and and again, there's some really great sort of faith stuff in there as they reflect. They're kind of recounting their sins. There's something almost mm. of a confession about it. Yeah. Um, we specialised in causing pain, spreading fear and doubt. Mm. And if you could not pay the rent, we simply threw you out. Mm. And I mean, it's so current as well. Mm. So many of these things. We look back to the Victorian stories and Victorian age and think, gosh, how terrible it was. Mm. But actually, a lot of these are very current, prescient issues for people. Um, and we can't, perhaps we need a conversion of heart for um, some of those who are in leadership in our own country at the moment. Mm. There's a, this great line that they have in that song: "As freedom comes from giving love, so prison comes with hate." Mm. And again, going back to sort of that gospel message of pure love bringing freedom and liberation. Mm. Um, leading us into truth. Um. In a completely different, a completely different track, um, I also really like just the little snippet of a song that mm-hmm. um, the bookkeepers sing. Um, oh yeah, this yeah. This is an island in, in the, the sun. sun. <laughs> <laughs> this is always, it always makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's one of my first wave. <laughs> first big laughs of a movie. I love that. My favourite song is definitely going to be After All It's Only One More Sleep Till Christmas because it's always the one that uh, whenever I've watched it with my parents, you can just see them getting excited. Like my mum's nose will wrinkle up and my dad will get all giddy because we watch it on Christmas Eve normally. Um, Although I haven't watched it with them on Christmas Eve for years now, but it's it's one of those things that just has so much nostalgia for me and mm. um, and you've got the penguins christmas skating party and <laughs> all of this stuff happening at the same time and um yeah it's it's the moment for me especially now we work christmas yeah. <laughs> it's uh Sometimes you can peak too early with Christmas and be like us who are recording in October and be like, oh, I could feel quite festive now. Um, <laughs> or, um, or you can get towards the kind of the last bits. So you're like, oh, my Christmas spirit's running low. Yeah. And so for me, that point in that song, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's time. And, you know, mm. the Christmas is tomorrow. We celebrate Jesus' mm. birth. And, oh, so... There's definitely something when you work Christmas and Christmas becomes an extended season and you're yeah. celebrating Christmas um, multiple times, not just through December, but sometimes even November as well. You know, yeah. th- for me, I have m- so many carol services and mm. Christmas <laughs> assemblies and other Christmas events and I love it. Um, but it does mean that when you actually reach Christmas, sometimes you're already a bit burnt out by Christmas um, because you, your Advent has been spent celebrating Christmas instead of necessarily in Advent expectation. So there's something about finding um, the joyful expectation of Christmas Eve, um, either through the rituals of watching a specific film um, or listening to a specific piece of music or... Um, lots of clergy visit the clergy malt clubs are so coming back from midnight mass and having a quiet a quiet quite a quiet whiskey. tipple um 
all um I've started now, um, I've only done it one year, but it's happening again this year. I'm going to be preparing the Christmas veg in between the crib service and midnight mass. So oh, I imagine nice. that's going to start to grow into a into some sort of preparation. I need to pick a Christmas album to listen to or watch a movie or something while doing it. Um, what about you, Ross? Do you, how do you recapture the expectation <laughs> well, um, I mean, you talked about what you did last Christmas Eve. I went out in between the crib service at midnight mass. Uh, I caught up with friends. They were having an Indian and then we went for cocktails. And then I was like, I've got to go now. I've got mass in an hour. <laughs> How many cocktails did you have before I did, mass? I curbed myself. I was very careful. So you didn't have um, a little bit of the episode, um, which I think we called yes. the we called our episode, our episode about it Midnight Smashed, um, yeah. where she did midnight mass completely trolleyed I, um, when I was in my curacy we had mm-hmm. a tradition of going so my training incumbent would have a party and have people over for dinner in between mm-hmm. the uh, the Christmas Eve carol service and then midnight mass and uh, we got to the church I was preaching and he was presiding but there was a bit when we were standing at the altar where we realised we probably had one glass too many <laughs> <laughs> went, oh this is this is merry um <laughs> And it was absolutely wonderful. And actually, mm. there, there, there's you're already, you're a little bit delirious anyway because it's been such a long day. Yeah. Um, and mm. you're pushing yourself to be awake when really you would be in bed. Mm. Um, and it just adds to the fuzziness um, mm. and the warmth and the coziness. Midnight Mass is one of my favourite services. Yeah, um, there's a special magic about it that, that you yeah. don't find at any other time. Um, and and I love it. Um, so, a link to our film, yeah. I tend to quote heavily <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol in Midnight Mass services. And when yes. it gets to midnight, quite often do a God bless us, everyone. everyone. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. adorable. But when it comes to Christmas itself, sometimes it does feel a bit like an anti-climax. And I've been wrestling with that, I guess, a little bit. Mm. And I think part of me is kind of okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because actually, when we think about the Christmas story, um, it's something that you get very excited for. But then actually, there's something very mundane and everyday Mm. about, uh, about the birth of Jesus. And, you know... He, he grows up uh, but you know you've got all of the stuff where it's kind of like okay so yeah. he, he needs feeding he's gonna need changing as it were you know so there's something just very kind of okay well we get on with we get on with life yeah um and and I think, I mean, it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on, you know, we, we alluded to earlier, thinking about Christmas spirit mm-hmm. and, if, you know, the, the challenges to make it last all year. But that's that's not the same as the hype, I would argue, yeah, yeah. Um, of getting ready for Christmas. Actually, yeah, I... there's something about Christmas spirit, perhaps, which is different. Yeah, I think there's something which is there is a uniqueness to the festival, which I've been, you know, back and forth through the years of like you, Ross, has been there was a I think particularly during my teenage years, late teenage years, where my parents moved um moved away and I stayed um in Carlisle to do a gap year there. And I had my first Christmas where it really felt like it wasn't Christmas because my parents decided now we'd all moved out, 
they weren't doing stockings anymore and suddenly uh. all of our and my mum wasn't even getting a christmas tree um so just like the whole christmas routine was gone and i had i was so upset that year um yeah and then the, the next decade has been kind of rebuilding and reinvestigating what the christmas traditions are for me and what what is christmas the festival versus christmas the faith celebration um and i think for me they're linked but separate i think christmas the christmas spirit which we're supposed to carry through all the year is about generosity and jesus christ born anew in us um each year each day and they're celebrating that that rebirth and the light in the darkness but then um in terms of the actual routine and rituals, discovering where I encountered that most in the celebrations. So Midnight Mass, definitely one of them. Um, crib service. Um, I love doing the crib service. That yeah, really same. feels... I think for me, that's when yeah. it's like, yeah, it's Christmas now. Um, but min- that's very closely followed by Midnight Mass. Um, and then on Christmas Day, I think for me... Um, last year we had a family Christmas again for the first time in a while in terms of my siblings had come down um, and we had a meal all together in my vicarage um, and all of us said afterwards you know that's that's the best Christmas we've had in a while and then this Aww. year my aunt's coming over and my parents and my aunt are going to have Christmas again lunch at my house after the Christmas service so it feels like there's starting to be something there and i think for me there's something about hospitality with family on the christmas festival itself which is really important for me Mm. what's christmas spirit for you ruthie yeah i think kate's right there in about love and generosity and um it's kind of the best of people together if we're taking this in a a really secular approach which this is uh, you know, a secular film, although there's there's hints to faith as we've already talked about. It's it is that, you know, banding together and, and seeing value in people and um and you know, joy and all this kind of stuff combined and and um yeah, I think generosity really is the key one there and understanding people's woes and difficulties and being sympathetic to them and that's something that Scrooge really learns in this movie because like there's the um there's the bit at the beginning with the tenant and it comes in mm. uh, and uh, he throws him out and he's like please don't shout at me and then he that's the truth and thank you for not shouting at me yeah. and um, you know he's like right he's evicted you know he yeah, has no yeah. compassion for the, the circumstances that uh, he's in and I, I think that's something that we can do as society of not understand people's circumstances and go and um decide that you know we're not going to listen to their reasoning for things and we're just going to go this is this is the way that we're going to do it um because there isn't that generosity and understanding of people and circumstances and i think there's something about as well with this particular film something i'd never really picked up on before watching it again last night 
which was that actually love is not something which Scrooge is familiar with an emotional warmth even from childhood Mm -hmm. and we're shown that and told that that he's not brought home at Christmas as a child um we know he has at least one sibling yeah um, because he has a nephew but he's not close to that sibling there isn't that that familial (laughs) nurture in his life so he's trained from an early age that you have to work hard and that's where you get your fulfillment in life and that you shouldn't expect emotional warmth from others so then he gets engaged and he all, he's already in this mindset of emotional warmth isn't what's important. What's important is financial security. So that's what he prioritised in his in his relationship with Belle. Yeah. Um, but then by the end of his encounters with the spirits, what he's learnt is that you can have family and closeness with people around you. And there's that line in his final song, which is, every girl and boy will be niece and nephew to me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And... There's something there about he has discovered not just gentleness and charity, but he's very much encountered love and compassion and forgiveness. And he then wants to share that with others as well. Right before that final song, there's a really lovely encounter where he meets up with Bunsen and Beaker and he gives, uh, he donates a lot of money to the orphanage. And then Beaker gives Scrooge his red scarf and there's yeah. Michael Caine plays it amazingly it's such a sweet tender moment as he receives yeah. a gift and it's like wow actually this looks this is a man who has probably never received a gift in his life uh, and and here is somebody giving him just the basic red scarf and he wears it for the rest of the film and uh, his ability to be loved and to receive love Mm. as well as to be able to give it in that final scene is so Mm. huge too yeah if not the first gift he's received it's definitely the first gift he's received without while understanding that this he doesn't need to give something in return this isn't a um this isn't something he has to pay for it doesn't put him in debt that actually this is um uh, you know this is freely given which i think brings us back to the love of god again yeah, this is my kind of key thought throughout the whole film was thinking about deeds and works and that yeah. Scrooge has this whole attitude of you've got to do stuff and, and you've got to do things to make success, yourself successful and, and you've got to do, you know, trample on people to get higher and higher and higher. And um, and then he has this flip and he changes round and then he does all this stuff to make up for it. And I feel like sometimes that's the thought that people can have about Christianity. It's all about doing things that, Mm -hmm. you know, and actually that's not the case. It can feel like that in some other religions that actually it's only through doing certain things in which you are saved or you are good enough and things like that. But the idea behind Christianity is that, you know, you are you are good enough (laughs) you are loved and you are good enough and from that you may choose to do certain things um uh, and and from that you are kind of 
saved you are mm. you know that that's an outworking of your christian faith it's the it's the thought process but i, I i'm not quite sure if ebenezer fully gets that in this film that no. he has this change of heart um and but he does he feel he has to earn it does he have to do things in order to do it and and mm. i wondered what you thought about that so so for me i i sort of i i the way i distill that whole conversation is thinking about salvation and sanctification so salvation is given to us freely that's what we receive from god when we turn to christ and um, we accept the forgiveness which is offered to us and we have um unending new starts and new beginnings with god because of his great love and generosity and then because of that we are inspired to do good works which then is a process of sanctification, making us more and more holy. The works themselves do not save us, but they do lead us to being more and more like Christ because we are acting like Christ and we are imitating Christ. That's how, for me, at least, I understand it in my own experience. I think I've been, I've been thinking a lot about you know, the conversion of heart, and I, I preached just this, this Sunday just gone on hardness of heart. Um, and we see in Scrooge a hardness of heart, um, but by uh, his spiritual encounter um, on that, you know, uh, that, that Christmas night, um, his heart is broken. Um, and, and there are multiple breakings you know it, it, it breaks because he begins to understand and to have compassion uh for those that he typically ignores and hates um you know, the poor and the sick that he thinks should you know would be better off dead and stopping you know stop contributing to the surplus population um, <laughs> um there's an element of fear as he's faced with his own mortality he will die and actually what what will be of him how will people remember him and speak of him uh, mm. so there are multiple sort of conversions of heart um in in that night um yeah. and as he as his heart becomes more vulnerable i suppose uh, yeah, and and, and mm. he's able to love others that in turn generates an enthusiasm a will to mm. do kind things yeah. yeah, but it comes from that that's that spiritual encounter. Yeah. In many ways, at the end of Chris, a Christmas Carol, it's actually the start of Scrooge's story. Yeah. Um, and I think what we see is there's a desperation in his kindness and generosity, particularly in a Muppet Christmas Carol. Because I mean, I, I did comment to myself, "All oh, feels a bit creepy." Just the way he suddenly decides he he has built this relationship with Tiny Tiny Tim in particular, and an emotional attachment to the crotchets, which is very much one sided. And he's just going to appear <laughs> at their house with generous gifts and 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 a whole crowd of people. And I just think. Hmm. Reel it back a little bit there, sweetheart. That's yeah. a bit extreme. Miss um, Piggy is fantastic in that um, scene, isn't she? Where she just yeah. defends the doorway and, yeah. and yeah. Kermit the Frog's like, uh, it's okay, darling. No, it's fine. And she's yeah. like, I'm going to smack you. So I'm going it's, it's, uh, to raise your salary. She's like, I'm going to raise you right off the pavement. Yeah. There's a beginning Point. there. And, and it's very much not the end of Scrooge's story. And one of the things I was reflecting on is, has this changed Scrooge's death 
Or is he still going to get ill and pass away in a few years' time? And But what will change will be how people react to his absence. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the, the closing song um, has... Um, Life is like a journey, who knows when it ends? Yes, and if you need to know the measure of a man, you simply count his friends. Stop and look around you. The glory that you see is born again each day. Don't let it slip away how precious life can be. Um, and then he says, with a thankful heart that is wide awake, I do make this promise. Every breath I take will be used now to sing your praise. Used now to sing your praise. And to beg you to share my days. <laughs> beg you to share my days. With a loving guarantee that <laughs> even if we part, <laughs> I will hold you close with, with a thankful, thankful heart. heart. <laughs> Sorry. But... <laughs> Which is a wonderful place Sorry, everyone. <laughs> to, I think, move on to. I'm desperate to do this. Can we talk about a, M- a Muppet Nativity, please? Yes, please. Ah, um, amazing. So, yes. Um, I was thinking about this while I was watching the movie. Um, apparently, there was a Muppet Nativity ages ago, but they didn't actually use the Muppets. They made special Mary, Joseph and Jesus human-like puppets for it. I um, mean, I can imagine that that is the yeah. sensitive, culturally sensitive thing yeah. to do. Let's, let's change that. Yeah! <laughs> so, um, <laughs> right, so I've, I've written this down. Firstly, the first question we need to work out is, is this a play, as in the Muppets are putting on a Nativity play, or is it like a Christmas Carol and it's a reenactment? Because that's going to change how oh, wow. I would suggest we cast Mary and Joseph. Okay. I mean, like a, a, a nativity play feels slightly less heretical. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what do you think, Ross? I'm I'm down for the play. Like if they okay. were going to be putting on a play, if it kind of fits yeah. in with their whole like backstage Muppet show vibes. Yeah. 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 So... I was going to say, if this was, if this was a reenactment, I think Mary and Joseph would be the two humans in the cast. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, if it's yeah. a nativity play, I'm going to suggest, and this is a little bit controversial because they're from Sesame Street Muppets rather than oh. the Muppets Muppets, Zoe what? and Elmo as Mary and Joseph. See, to really I'm... lean into the nativity. No, for me, I think Gonzo would be a great Mary. But Gonzo's got a cumulative go chicken. Piggy, I, I, I've cast Gonzo big... somewhere else, but okay. I think Gonzo would be have? an amazing Mary. And and Gonzo is, is non-binary. That's, that yeah, is official. Um, so is able so to Gonzo play. and Rizzo as Mary and Joseph? Oh my gosh, yeah, I love I, it. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm down with that, personally. Okay. Uh, sorry, that's um, only because I'm a let's... Muppet purist and Sesame <laughs> Street <laughs> can do one. Let's... I want to hear your cast first. And yes, then, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's so so I had um, either... Tell you how it's may, wrong. Or maybe brand new Muppets for Mary and Joseph. Yeah, I feel like those are two characters. Well. They need... They sort of need to be separate from the chaos or everything okay. else. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Elizabeth and Zacharias. I had oh, as wow. Miss Piggy and Kermit. Wow, this is oh, a... Oh, this okay. is this is like, a hardline nativity play. Hardline yeah. nativity. I'm into this. And I've given them extremely mis- I've given Piggy and Kermit very minor roles, which yeah. I think most people who like the Muppets might find a bit controversial. But yeah. I just thought they sort of fit that. And maybe John the Baptist is Robin the Frog. Frog. Oh. I, just, oh. I thought that might be quite cute. Okay, little Tiny Tim's yeah. back. Yeah. Tiny Tim. 
Yeah, um, Rizzo, uh, Gabriel I had as Rizzo. Um, I thought Rizzo would be a good Gabriel. <laughs> um, and then all the other angels could be Rizzo's siblings. Oh my gosh, all the other rats. <laughs> um, yep. And shepherds, um, this was where I started getting stuck, so actually I'll come back to them because I casted others before for shepherds. Um, Herod, I thought maybe Statler and Waldorf have <gasps> twin Herods. Great. Fun. Okay. Mm. Um, the Magi, um, Dr. Bunsen, Honeydew, Beaker, and Sam Eagle. Nice. Innkeepers. I divid over this. I think the Swedish chef should be in the kitchen. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe Dr. Keith and Electric Mayhem and Animal could be innkeepers, but they should definitely be in the inn. And maybe they don't answer the door because they're, they're having... They're playing music too loud. Yeah, they're um, like the house band. Yeah, maybe Scooter or uh, Rolf. Yeah. Oh, Rolf! I can sort of see that, but Rolf yeah. might make a better shepherd. Um, we've also got Fozzy and Gonzo. I had them as shepherds. Yeah, and then Camilla nice. the chicken among the sheep. But <laughs> I could see Gonzo and Camilla be really good innkeepers as well. Yeah, yeah. that was sort of my casting. That's, That's really then I had another question. Uh-huh. So if Jesus. This was really most relevant if, um, well, is Jesus a Muppet or not? Because if Jesus is human and not a Muppet when all the other Muppets are Muppets, then what does this mean for the incarnation? <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like... These are the questions that matter, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> that does say something about incarnation. If there's no humans in it, then, yeah. You need then Jesus, Jesus has Muppet. to be a Muppet. I feel like Jesus would be alluded to, but not actually seen. Mm. So it would be like a light in the manger or something like that. No, um, I, I, I think I would put. I would. I maybe I would have the baby Jesus as the only living character, like human yeah, character. Yeah, just an actual baby. But what does that yeah. say about the incarnation? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Give him blue hair or something. <laughs> I, uh. I quite like the idea of, of Rizzo and Gonzo now as, as Mary and Joseph. I think that's hilarious. Mm. But I also feel it probably ought to be Kermit and Piggy. Although mm. Miss Piggy as Herod would also be hilarious. <laughs> See, I, I really wouldn't want Kermit and Piggy as Mary and Joseph. I just, I don't feel like that's the best for me. I just didn't feel like the best role for them. Do you feel that Miss Piggy would not be a very good Virgin Mary? I I think that Mary and Joseph need to be. I don't know. I just think there's just something about Piggy and Kermit's relationship which just doesn't fit the dynamics well for me. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. It just doesn't. Well, they're both complicated know. relationships, aren't they? Uh. I also was wondering about them as Mary's parents. Because <laughs> I'd really oh, okay. love that encounter. I'd love that scene. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wonder whether I, I if I, hmm, I, I mean I'm 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 doing a whole very different direction to you. Mm. Part of me is thinking um, actually maybe they're the innkeeper and innkeeper's wife, mm. um, and she's you know uh, and so actually you get some comedy there. She's yeah, sort of telling yeah. them now nah, you can go in the stable kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, part of me is also quite likes the idea of the, um, the angel being fuzzy. With uh, with a with, with a host of chickens being <laughs> being like the heavenly host uh, in yeah. the sky, um, I quite like that 
visually. And if Gonzo was a shepherd at that point, that would be a really funny scene with Gonzo yeah. looking, looking at all the chickens. I did wonder about what's the what's the band called? Is it the electric? Mister Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Doctor Doctor Teeth and, and the, the Electric, electric mayhem. mayhem. They could be all the angels, couldn't they? In this yeah, game. that yeah, would yeah. Have been. That's that's a good musical number opportunity there as it's well. A good number um, I do like the idea of um, Bunsen and uh, Beaker, Beaker and mm. um, and Sam, Sam the Eagle, Eagle as well. Yeah, that's, that's spot on that, casting. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did t- my ult- my alternate for that was Kermit, Fozzy, and Gonzo as the Magi. In terms of the role they play in the Muppets, like in in the casting relationships, sure, yeah. they're okay. sort of the yeah. Dear yeah. listeners, how would you cast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where have we got this horribly wrong? And where, yeah. That's a, a good thought. Because there's this meme running around a lot at the moment about if you were to have a, a Muppet film with only one mm. character being the human. And they did this for Jane Austen recently. Oh, yeah, which one yeah. would it be? Um, so, yeah, if you were casting Nativity, let us know which Muppet should be in which role. And what about other Bible stories? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You could have a lot of fun there. Yeah, they, they've missed a Mr. Trick doing. Surely this um, is just Veggie Tales Bible, but is is that just Veggie Tales? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I would be able to envision Muppet Bible stories without it just being Veggie Tales. It's just Veggie Tales, which uh, niche. That was excellent idea with a nativity, but I believe you've got more fun planned for us all as well. I've got more fun. Um, I found on MuppetCentral.com um, a Muppets Christmas Carol trivia quiz. Bring it on. Bring it Let's on. Go. Bring it on. <laughs> it has 20 questions. I'll try to do this quickly. Oh, wow. Are okay. we in comp- are we, are we, We're in this together, aren't we? As a team. As a team. Okay. 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 Question one. At the beginning of a Muppet Christmas Carol, what are Rizzo and Gonzo selling? And we have some options. A. Apples. Fruit. B. Christmas apples. C, Belgian chocolates, or D, rubber chickens? It's apples. apples. I reckon we could do this without the options. Okay. And yeah. then if we get stuck, <laughs> I'll give, give you the, the options. options. I'm feeling that cocky about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two, in the song Scrooge, a Muppet gives a puppet show using a punch puppet and a crocodile. Which puppet originally performed these puppets on the Senior Wen- C- Senor Wences episode of The Muppet Show? Oh my gosh, I don't know. This is extreme. Okay, okay. Oh, there some options here. Um, Beauregard, Marvin Suggs, Lou Zealand, or Fozzie Bear? No idea. This, that, that is hardcore knowledge. Okay, that is I wasn't hardcore expecting knowledge. that. Uh, um, I'm going to say Beauregard. Yeah. Okay. That one. Three. What wise lesson did Rizzo learn from his mother? Oh, oh. it's um, never. Eat um, singing fruit. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the options. Let's go about <laughs> never eat singing food. Um, how many children does the Cratchit family have? Four. Four, yeah. Four. Two pigs, two frogs. Do you want us to how name them? How many brothers and sisters did Rizzo say that he had? I know this one. One, uh, 1,274. Wow. <laughs> I wrote it down. I knew it was in the we thousands. Never but, child. Yeah. <laughs> um, who performed Bettina Cratchit? Oh, oh, the voice, not the 
Oh, oh my goodness, how are we supposed to know this? Um, uh, options, Linda. Steve Whitney, Dave Golas, Jerry Nelson, David Rudman. I think there's the second one. Dave. Dave. Yeah. Okay. Dave. Um, Oh my goodness. Which frag well, I really should have been so cocky about this. Which Fraggle Rock character did not appear in this movie? Sprocket, <gasps> Ink Inkspots, Skenfrith, or Murray? I don't know I've them. Never Fraggle Rock. I don't know them. I don't Pick know Fraggle one. Rock. C Skenfrith. In when in doubt you see. <laughs> statistically. Um what song did the bookkeeper rats sing to show Mr. Scrooge that there was a heat wave after his refusal of extra coal? This, this is, is our island in the sun. The sun. <sighs> um, Bunsen and Beaker were asking for donations for which charity? Uh, I'll note when I hear it. Okay. Order of Victoria Charity Foundation. It's that one. I think. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> I just, I just. Um, other options are Foundation of Fumbling Scientists, Organi or Organization of Homeless Rodents, and Order of Elizabethan Society of Children. It's Order yeah. of Victoria because I remember thinking, shouldn't that be Victorian? Anyway, yeah. um, it sh anyway, um, what Christmas carol is Bean Bunny singing when Mr. Scrooge opens the door? Looked out, out on the feast of Stephen. <laughs> what did Rizzo yell when Gonzo was lighting the street lamps? Light the, the lamp, not, not the rice. <laughs> um, what was Fuzzywig's factory the manufacturer of? Rubber chickens. 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 <laughs> We're feeling better about this now. Yeah. What was the Swedish chef serving at Fuzzywig's Christmas party? Grapes. Singing grapes. Singing grapes. Which instrument was Janice playing when the Electric Mayhem was performing at Fuzzywig's party? Oh. She's not on the bass. I was going to say. She yeah, because she's bass. a guitarist. Yeah. yeah. She was wearing... All, all I remember is was she was wearing this ridiculous hat. What are the options? Guitar, trombone, flute, or bongos. Should we say guitar? guitar. Yeah, let's go try guitar. Could be yeah. the. I imagine she'd pay, play what she normally plays, and that's yeah. guitar or bass. Um, what does Beaker give to Mister Scrooge in exchange for his generous donation? Ah, oh, the scarf. The scarf. The red scarf. Um, what does Mr. Scrooge ask Bean Bunny to buy for him to take to Bob Crutchet? Uh, the, the turkey, uh, the turkey in the window. Prize turkey. Um, for what would Scrooge win a prize? Oh. Say that again. Oh, oh, oh it's the um, song. If you, um, if if you want the prize of being mean, the winner would be him. Yeah. For being... Mean. Mean. Which spirit was absent-minded? A large <laughs> absent-minded spirit. Present. Present, yeah. What did Waldorf and Statler say it was good to be doing again? Anything. Anything. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Oh! <laughs> heckling. <laughs> um, what heckling. did Gonzo say Rizzo had? Why did Gonzo say Rizzo had all the luck? Oh, because he fell on the turkey through the chimney. Um... Because he fell down. The options are because he fell down a chimney onto a flaming hot goose. Because yes. he caught on fire. Because he fell from Scrooge's window. Because he had jelly beans. Okay, no, so falling down the chimney on the goose. Check it for school. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety percent. Yes. Yes. Wait. What did we get wrong? Um, Janice was playing trombone. Oh. oh was she? Um, the Fraggle was Skenfrith, okay. and. 
the um, voice actor for um, Bettina was Steve Whitmere. Oh. Other yeah. than that, we got it I, right. I'm, I'm not Bettina. ashamed of that performance. No. I'm Belinda. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks for bringing us that Ross Thank you. that was so yeah. great to talk about one of our favourite Christmas movies mm. and given how enthusiastic the rest of you were on social media about it I really hope you've enjoyed this and uh, you've been quoting along with us through it all um, <laughs> it's been good to talk about uh, the movie, some of our favourite bits, the nostalgia with it a bit about how Christmas is for clergy over this time and and uh, what is the the spirit of Christmas all about, as well as casting a fantastic nativity and uh, doing really quite well in a quiz, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go we've us. Not, we've not shamed ourselves. So in this season of Advent, uh, why not find yourself a, a carol service to go have a look at? There's lots of wonderful singing things uh, happening, probably in churches all around you. They might not sing songs from the Muppet Christmas Carol, but you may well hear quotes from the Muppet Christmas Carol because <laughs> I think all vicars do that. And also have a think about how you can hold the spirit of Christmas in your hearts all year long. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Vicar's Watch Dibley. Thank you to Toby for editing our ramblings. Any opinions expressed are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Church of England or any other organisation with which we are affiliated. If you like our podcast, leave us a review, follow us on social media and share it with your friends. And, as always, bless you for listening. If you visit Scrooge's house, be prepared to be disappointed by his limited drinks cabinet. Oh? He only has three spirits. Hey! Nice! <laughs> nice! I like that. <laughs>